Chapter 4 Diani Evanston To make it plain, a fool in love is what I have become. When I hear the loud ringing of the house phone at three on a Saturday morning, I am not a happy camper. When I reach across my king-size bed to answer the annoying ring and notice that my husband, Edward, isn't in bed beside me, it does absolutely nothing good for my mood. Unfortunately, whoever is on the other end of this call is about to get the straight business for old and new. The sad part is that it really isn't entirely their fault. I snatch up the phone and groggily muster an irritated greeting. At 3 a.m., this better be good, I say through gritted teeth. Ain't anything good going on if your mother-in-law needs to speak with you at 3 in the morning, girl. I hear Edward's mother, Marjorie, on the other end, and that just instantly makes a bad situation worse for several different reasons. See, once I know it is Marjorie calling, I know what caused all this post-midnight madness. Miss Marjorie, what do you want from me at this time of the morning? I ask with an obvious exasperated tone. I am so not in the mood for her shit right now, or ever, I think to myself. I want some answers, Miss Diani. She shouts back sarcastically, referring to me as Miss, even though I am legally married to her one and only son. She has never been a fan of mine or my union with Edward. There's not really much love lost there. She's not on my list of favorite people either. Moreover, as this conversation continues, the reminders as to why she remains on the least favorites list come fast and numerous. Where is my son? She huffs. I have no idea. He's definitely not at home in bed next to his wife, that's for sure. Now, usually when it's like that after he pulls a 16-hour shift at the plant, he crashes on your couch. And that alone should be a hint and a half for your ass that wifey is slipping. He is not here and I can't seem to reach him on his phone. Maybe if you get off your lazy ass and look, you'll probably find him sleep on the couch or in the basement. She orders me with too much attitude in her voice to be talking to me at three in the damn morning. When she finishes her ranting, that is when my claws come out. If I do get off my ass, it will only be to hang up on yours. How dare you call my damn house telling me about what a bad wife I am to your drunken ass son. I don't know who the fuck you think you are, but I am not the one. I scream. You're the one that makes it totally okay for a grown ass man to drink profusely on the job and crash out on mommy's couch rather than go home to his wife. So if you suddenly can't find his ass and I'm not doing a good enough job of locating him for you, pin the search beams to your bra strap and start the hunt your damn self. I yell in the phone at the top of my lungs before slamming the receiver back down on the base. Of course now I'm mad as hell for a few reasons. First, I was awakened from a peaceful slumber for the same old bullshit. Second, although this is an all-too-familiar scenario, it always affects me the same way. Poorly. Now, not only am I furious with my mother-in-law from hell. On top of anger, I am scared because if Edward is not at her house or here at home, then where the hell is he?
I snatch up my cell phone from the nightstand and start scrolling through my contacts. Within the next 15 minutes, I have followed Marjorie's lead and disrupted the peace at about six of my husband's closest co-workers' households. Searching for your husband in the middle of the night is such an embarrassing situation to be forced into. On the contrary, the shift managers and fellow line workers for Ford Motor Company in River Rouge, Michigan are used to my search calls in the post-midnight hours. I have had to contact them looking for Edward many times. Usually, one of them can always give me the info that leads me to locating him. Routinely, I call, they tell me where they last saw him, and the path leads me to him crashed out on Marjorie's couch or one of the fellas' floors in their basements. However, this time... After several late-night rings to the fellas, his boss, and that bat of a mother of his, no one knows where Edward is. That is when the real fear sets in. 